When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Friday. And woo, do we ever have some reality shit to talk about? Because there's been so much going on. Like, I, I don't feel like we've had, like, really great, juicy reality scoops since Scandaval. And that one's been beat to death. Like I was going to go into the whole situation about like Raquel Levis posting that bullshit about block. You know what? I might as well now that I brought it up. Raquel Levis had her birthday. Rachel, we're calling her now. Anyway, Rachel had her birthday this weekend and she posted something on her story, which seemed just like, okay, you don't want this to die. You don't want to move on with your life. (sighs) She posted something on her story saying that Tom Sandoval had commented on a birthday post she posted saying, what did he say? He's just like, oh, good to see you're doing so well. Like, I wish nothing but the best for you. Miss you, friend, or loved you, friend, or some shit like that. So then she posted the comment with, like, the blocking emoji and then posted that she had blocked him. I'm like, girl, just, okay, knock it off. Like, Lala Kent went in on her in one of her lives. It's, like, weird. She uses, like, all of her, like, Amazon lives to just, like, talk shit about people um, or something like that. But Lala don't mince words. Not for nothing, but that's pretty much it there. But other things that have emerged this week, should we go Bethany Frankel first or should we go Shannon Bedore? Like, oh my God. All right, we'll go with Bethany because this one's, it's not older, but it's it started as a little bit less juicy. So Bethany is being slammed for like giving away makeup that she, okay, she gets a lot of stuff like as an influencer because a couple of years ago she was just like, Oh, I just want to kind of like learn how to do makeup. And I just, I want to, you know, be in the know about makeup. And then since then she's gotten a little bit of plastic surgery that she won't admit to what she got. She admits that it's not all natural, but she's like, I don't want to be the poster child for any kind of plastic surgery. Okay. Like, so full disclosure though, I used to be obsessed with Bethany Frankel. I'm still obsessed with her game and like her hustle and the way that she came literally in her own words from selling her handbags to pay her rent to being a multi-millionaire, maybe billionaire at this point. Um, But she's been slammed for those ignorant comments, according to this headline about a TJ Maxx employee. She was like basically being canceled because she was saying she receives a lot of makeups from companies looking for reviews and a lot of it goes unused because she'll open it. She'll like try it with a Q-tip on her hand or like she'll just open it and be like, no, that color's not for me. So this expensive ass makeup, it probably, you know, like 20 to 200, whatever, hundreds of dollars a pop just because it's open, it's now not usable. So she went into a TJ Maxx store and they were complimenting her on her makeup. So Bethany said, okay, well, I'm going to go and dole out makeup. She goes and she gets these little like, you know, Ziploc bags, which I'm not mad at it. The girl's down to earth and she will give away the, the makeup 
that she's like, oh, it's new. It's perfectly good. It's pretty expensive. Um, and she says that she's just being generous. She's just, you know, cheap. She said she called herself cheap on TikTok. <sighs> like, that's all well and good. That's fine. However, the filming of it and putting it all over the place is the part that I don't like. So Carol Radziwell, who was also on Real Housewives in New York, she went in. Now, they used to be like besties, and then they had like a bad fallout, whatever. But she accused Bethany of having a white savior complex over the incident. Now, I mean, I'm not even going to go there. I didn't say any of that. But everybody's calling Bethany entitled and rude. And I'm kind of like, hmm. So Bethany captioned her whole video explaining, you know, sorry, not sorry. What do you suggest I do? Yes, I'm aware of shelters. Yes, I can sell and donate to charity and also give gifts. Um, But they were like, they were, everybody was basically saying that she was being tone deaf. Like the employee couldn't afford makeup and she wrote, stop it. And another person said, that's ignorant. It comes across as entitled and rude. Do I feel like Bethany has in the most recent years come across as entitled? Yes. You know, she definitely likes to talk about all of the things luxury while also still saying that, you know, she stops in like, you know, low end. If you want to say that, look, I'm a Dollar Tree diva and she was, but the, the thing of it is though, is that she's on her TikTok trying to act like she's never been to these places. She went to, um, Red Lobster or something. And she was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I've never eaten here before. Bullshit. Okay. You, you like you didn't. You were not born with a silver spoon in your mouth, as you always said. So there's no way some of these places you haven't been in. It's fine if you're like bringing, you know, I don't want to say awareness. That sounds terrible. But if you know, you know, you're helping these people market, great. But stop acting like you're so like Hamptons that you've never been to some of these places. That's the part that I don't like. And she said, common sense has become uncommon. What's wrong with offering someone a gift? Um, or somebody else said that about her, but it, it's just don't video it then. Just give it and be kind, you know, because if somebody randomly walked up with a bunch of fucking La Mer stuff or if a, there was a bunch of, you know, I don't even know what, like, you know, just all this expensive ass makeup, I would take it shit. I would be happy and I'd get a picture with her. But I just think that it's become just very ick that she does all of these things for the gram and for the talk. Like, I know if it's, if it's not on the gram, it didn't happen. I get that part because, you know, I'll do some things and I'll put it all over the gram. It used to be part of my job. Now, if you notice, I do it a little bit less than I used to before because it just seems, you know, like uh, there's things that I will do for people, but I don't know that I video every single bit of it. You know, there's gifts that you, we got this fam and we got this army will give me. And I used to put every damn thing on Instagram and I still do, but it's not like, Oh, look at me. I don't like that. So that's why I kind of tend to not as much. But then I feel bad because I want to show everybody what the great gifts you gave me. I don't know. It's a whole thing. But (sighs) Bethany just seems like she's on this rich cloud Bethany. And cloud Bethany doesn't have as much common sense as she used to. That's the only part I don't like. You know, because she's always talking about the Hamptons. She's always talking about her designer Chanel purses and shit. If I had that money, I probably would too. But I wouldn't necessarily be videoing myself giving out makeup. This is different from, you know, her Be Strong organization where she was literally in Puerto Rico handing people cash cards. I don't give a fuck if that was self-promotion. That was actually helping people, you know, my people, my country. You know, I was born in the U.S., but, you know, Puerto Rico is still my country. And... 
you know, that I get it because you were raising awareness for an actual cause to get more people that have millions of dollars to do it. This is different. This is this. I, I'm not going to go there with what people are saying about the white savior complex. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to agree with that or co-sign with that. That's a little much, I feel like. But you know what? I'm not on the other end of that, that you know, baggie that she gave away. If this was somebody that felt some kind of way about it, like I would almost want to talk to that person and see how that person felt about it. Because she was also saying something about like, she'll go, um, I'll go to corporate for you. Don't worry. They're going to say something to you. They're going to know. In fact, going to call you because of this. It's going to go viral, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ugh, like you knew that that was going to go viral and that's why you did it. That's why it seemed like, you know, um, another person said, what about donating the bags to students taking up make a design, women's shelters, um, handbag collections in Australia where we fill bags and makeup plus tissues and cleanser, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I'm not downing her for giving away the makeup. I'm not. I just think that was kind of icky for her to be like videoing it everywhere and like just being like, Oh, I'm the, you know, the vigilante of makeup. I don't know. And then there's this other story about her suing Bravo. This came out like three days ago. Uh, apparently her and her attorney are trying to go to reality television war because she's been on this whole reality TV reckoning thing that reality TV TV stars, I talk for a living, I swear, reality TV stars should get kicked back from whatever residuals happen. They created a clause called the Bethany Clause after she created her Skinny Girl Margarita, sold it to Jim Bean and made millions off of it. And that spun off to all of the things that she has now. So Bravo's like, ho, 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 I want to cut of that, but they didn't have that in place in her contract then. And then by the time she came back to the franchises, she, you know, was like, nope, I got ironclad lawyers and such, so I don't have to give you shit. But she was such a moneymaker for the network that they brought her back. But um, her attorney went on this um, episode of Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. His name is Mark Gurgos. He said that she's really just preparing this big monstrosity of a lawsuit against the network that made her a star. Like, she would be probably not as big as she is now, but I don't know. Bethany seems like a go-getter. She seemed like she was destined for, you know, greatness in the way of success and riches and whatever because she's a hustler and she wouldn't stop. So I don't know that it, it wouldn't have happened without Bravo, but the as we are now, it did happen because of Bravo. He said, we're putting our research together, investigating and doing our research here. All options are open. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, uh, it's not really all that clear about what she's suing for. Um, he said, everything's still on the table. He didn't name anyone specific, but he said there are alleged reality stars, past and present, who want to back her movement of this whole reality TV reckoning. Um, he said, we've been inundated um, with people that have alleged ill treatment while working on reality t TV sets. He said, an hour does not go by where the offices don't receive a call with some horror story from somebody who was abused by some production company and couldn't report. And that's not just on-air talent. That's behind the scenes, the grips, workers, and the people who really make shows happen. I mean, the whole Me Too movement like, took the velvet rope away and brought light to all that. And it's in every, every industry in terms of like entertainment and beyond. Duh. So, uh, I don't know. I just feel like Bethany's making a bunch of funky moves right now that even if she got canceled, she's rich beyond her freaking ear eyeballs, you know, 
from everything from doing that Rachel Levis interview to all of this, I think she's like people want to cancel her. I think she's doing some shit that could get her canceled, probably. Not the makeup thing, but some of this other stuff. Like, just, ugh. There's this one episode of Real Housewives of New York that's like the maybe I know it all. You know, like someone was like, oh, you think you know it all? And she's like, maybe I know it all. Like, is she an incredibly smart woman? Yes. But I've listened to her podcast, like, not religiously, but I've listened to it a lot since she started it. And I don't know, like... She does these half-ass interviews where she doesn't do any research. She doesn't watch the shows that she talks about. Like, she used to be very well poised when it first started. And it was, at first, her podcast, Just Be With Bethany, was all about interviewing people like her. Like, rags to riches, rags to billionaire stories. And then it just morphed into just rants and things about her, which I'm also interested in, too. Because she's also got the Rewives podcast about the housewives and all that. But it now just feels like she just flops it together. And because she's such a big name, it's fine. Uh, well, as a podcaster myself, nowhere near as big as her, but with way more fucking experience, that bugs me. So <laughs> just a little personal rant right there. Riley rant. Uh, but I think the big whopper this week was the Shannon Medore of Real Housewives of Orange County DUI. Now, I'll get into the details of what happened with that crash, but the real big reason why people are really biting in on this is because Gina, I can't say her last name, um, also from Real Housewives, when she got her DUI like three years ago, Shannon Bedore came in and she was like, oh, I saved her, blah, 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 because they were about to, you know, issue her arrest or whatever. If she had you know, they'd gotten to her and like she hooked, she got hooked up with Shannon's attorney and they, you know, squashed all of it and it got dropped. But it's three years later and Shannon's still talking about it. Talk about savior complex. Not going there with the fucking, I wasn't comparing it to what people are calling Bethany. But that is definitely like, oh, look what I did. Um, and she was trying to say that her children were going to get taken away by CPS. And she said it in jest in the episode, but it was fucked up. Like if somebody had said that about my kids... Phew. They, <laughs> remember that that would have been a Ter Teresa Judice, Judice, whatever. What's, what's her new married name? I don't even know. Um, that would have been a table flipping moment. You know, that would have been one of those times where like, you know, real housewives of Beverly Hills where Kyle Richards sister, Kim, like through the water. That would have been one of those at the very least with me. But Gina got really pissed off and people were like, Oh my God, it's, you know, karmic retribution for Gina. But, uh, eh, not with this. So what happened on September 17th is the wee hours of the night, Shannon Bedore was leaving a bar and she clipped the side of somebody's home. But that's putting it very mildly because it was like the front of this home was like crushed. And then there was a video on TikTok that I saw that I guess somebody's cam got. I don't know if it was a street cam or if it was like a you know car cam or whatever. And Shannon Bedore's car like driving away, but there was like oil in the street. So this car was fucked up and police then apparently she like parked her car in the middle of the street. She was that wasted and we've all seen her. She can drink on real housewives. Um, but police caught up with her. She didn't hurt anybody else or further hindered herself. But on the Jeff Lewis podcast, she supposedly got a break, a broken arm, but now they're saying that her face might show signs of the accident because she might have to have reconstructive surgery for that. 
Uh, I guess like she was bruised and she was cut. I mean, she slammed that car into a house and she had to go get stitches. Now they're saying, oh, they're saying that the mug shot is being held for investigation maybe because none of us have seen it. Oh, but a person, you know, a spy as they're calling it or a source, <laughs> they're saying that she's having anxieties because she's afraid plastic surgery is going to require be required to hide any of these scars. After the stitches come out. Um, I'd more be worried about getting your license suspended for three years, but priorities. But I mean, when you're, I guess when you have that much money, you can just hire a driver. But I guess what started it all or like what started the night, Shannon's boyfriend, who she doesn't call her boyfriend, which is weird, John Janison, which their relationship, you know, there's just like in the latest episodes of Real Housewife of OC, it's just like, you know there's some shit there, the way that she gets so mad when anybody talks about it, but she's so more than happy to talk about anybody else's relationship. Um, But I guess she was at The Quiet Woman, which we've seen on Real Housewives of OC, that that's her place. It's like she pisses on it. It's like nobody else can go there. That has to be like, you know, she's queen bee in there or whatever. But I guess she was, Shannon was there with her business partner and Shannon was aggravated because Alexis Bellino, who also used to be on the show, had the audacity to come and be at the same place as her. Like, it's a fucking restaurant. You don't own it, boo. Stop. And she was, like, really talking smack about Alexis and, like, everybody heard it. So she left and she was charged with a hit and run. DUI. They're both misdemeanors, apparently. Um, But I guess she's now considering either inpatient or outpatient rehab. I mean, I don't joke about rehab ever. Like, that's... If she's getting help then that's great it seems at this point it is needed because i mean if you are driving that shwasted it is probably time to figure out why you know like i'm not saying that i've never driven drunk i don't drink anymore you know so that lets you know that like you know alcohol and me don't get along but this i just feel like there's probably a lot going on in her life right now that we don't know. So I don't really want to make too much light of it, but you know, Gina's just like, but Gina doesn't seem like the asshole to be like, neener, 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 you know, like she seems like a sweet girl, but you never know what they are behind closed doors. So that was a lot of juiciness for Bravo in one week. But then, um, Southern charm came back and I was kind of bummed because I am a Southern charm, a junkie, but like it came back and I was just kind of like, mur, mur, mur. so we left Southern charm off the heels of Catherine Dennis was on the show and she'd broken up with that dude, Caleb that lasted like five minutes on the show. And then there was the whole drama between Madison being engaged and then, you know, Shep and his girlfriend Taylor breaking up. And then we come back. The intro was fire though how supposedly like we get a teaser that Shep's ex-girlfriend Taylor hooked up with um, Austin. He is a sleut. Like at what? Like I saw this meme about him that he looks like um, Dennis the Menace or something, which he does. I don't know why anybody would ever find him attractive. He reminds me of all the douche canoes that I knew when I was in, like, cause you know, I spent a lot of my adult life, like in the South, like six years in Memphis, two years in Nashville, three years in Atlanta, you know, and each version of the South or each city or state that I was in was different in the way that people would date. But one thing I always saw, and I'm not generalizing all Southern men, but in my dating experience with Southern men, it was like, I was always just on a roster and every 
woman that was around these guys was like looking for their missus degree. You know, they just wanted to get married. And I was like, well, you know, I want to get married to the right person and I don't need your money. So I'm not going to get down on my knees for a bag anyway. But we had all that drama. <laughs> wow, that was another tangent that I just went on. We had all that drama when we left the show and I'm like, oh shit. You know, Taylor was hooking up with Austin. Oop. Uh, okay. And, and, and this is one good part of the show that I thought was juicy. So Austin's like... Fling is now like a mainstay on the show from last season. And she's like besties with Taylor. They were talking about like they're like sisters and they're single. They're like the only single ones in the city. But then you see this clip of her being like, uh, did they hook up? Like obviously or whatever she said. But I was like, damn, that part's going to get juicy. I think there's going to be some juiciness in this season. Not juiciness like when Catherine and Thomas Ravenel had all their drama because that was juicy, but also sad because kids were involved. But I'm I'm anxious to see that because it's not as if Shep can get mad at Austin. He can. He's probably going to because he's very self-righteous. But it's like he's been a dog in so many different ways. But I thought in the first episode like this dun 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 moment of of Austin meeting Madison's new husband was going to be bigger than it is and it was just like oh okay you know this is the they played this up and she was having this big wedding party because she got married in a loat which side on her dress her hair her makeup stunning but it like honestly because Madison is such like a Honestly, she's like a, I don't want to say style icon, but I really do love her style. She's kind of a bitch, but you got to, you know, you got to give, you know, do where it's due or whatever. Um, she really, the, the dress that she wore to that, I was like, what is this? This is a last minute party, thought of by Bravo and planted. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And then it's just like, you kind of go through the updates of where the cast members are and stuff. And yes, the like Shep talking about his breakup with Taylor and how like, he literally went to other countries and just, but there wasn't one day that he didn't think about her, but everything else just kind of fizzled for me. It was just kind of like, Meh, okay, let's get to it. But I guess you don't want to blow it all out of the water in the first episode. I'm very bored with Craig and his girlfriend. Like I, I don't really watch summer house or whatever house she was from, but she bothers me. Like they are cute together, but just, I don't know. I feel like me and her would fight or something, but I would just, I'm not amused by the two of them I'm kind of whatever and I was like well wait where's Catherine Catherine's not back like I guess I got tired of her and I mean what's her storyline right now going to be besides you know I saw on her Instagram something about like prayers for all the people with difficult co-parenting situations because I'd imagine that with Thomas Ravenel gets better and then it gets worse and everything like that but she did bring the spice to it all but I figured like legal reasons and stuff like that there's probably a lot that they can't show with her so then what else is there you know, if she's not dating one of the cast members, which they are all dating themselves. So I was just kind of bored with that. But I'm really hoping that that like comes around and gets a lot more interesting. And it's not just like two or three dun 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 moments for the whole season and everything else is just like waiting around. Um, oh, Real Housewives of um, Salt Lake City came back too. That's one show that I'm kind of like in and out of a little bit. Like I'll watch it if I've already watched all my other ones or it's like background noise because I wasn't really all that into it in the beginning. And then I kind of get into it and I'll go out of it and into it and out of it. Like 
Jen Shaw was obviously the hook for it last season to find out what was going to happen with her. And now that we know that's happening, it's sort of like this rivalry between the two cousins that aren't really cousins. I don't know. Not my favorite thing, but I am really hoping that like Southern Charm gets a little better. But yeah, that is my reality TV rundown, which is the worst name ever. And if I do turn this into like a regular segment, because I feel like I should, I will not call it that. Riley reality, reality, Riley, really Riley TV. No, <laughs> let me not. I'm getting loopy and I'm going to be cheesy as hell if I keep going. But I love you guys so much for listening. And I found, side note, the best Skims Bra Dupe that I shared with the We Got This Army. You guys got the link to that for $5, you guys. You got the link to that in your email. And side note for the We Got This Army If these are going to your spam, please let me know because I started using like a service to be able to send it to everybody instead of doing it individually. Um, Just makes it easier on me. But if it's going to your spam, please check it. And if you're not getting them at all, please let me know. Um, But yeah, this bra is amazing because when I saw every influencer on TikTok and Instagram talking about the Skims bra, I was like, I need one because my tatas have gotten a lot bigger lately because hormones and such. And no, I'm not pregnant. (laughs) I'll get to that in a second. Um... But I wanted to like I wanted to try this bra, but fifty two dollars for a bra, mommy ain't got that right now. Like no, Mm-mm. um. So I ordered this one off Shan for five bucks. It's good. So you'll get those perks, like the deals that I find. You'll get newsletters. You'll get insight to the events that I'm doing. Coupons. I'm also probably sometime in the next two weeks going to send out the next batch of thank you, thank you, thank you gifts for the We Got This Army because periodically I like to send you guys just goodies to say thanks for being here. I love you. Thanks for keeping the lights on on the Really Riley podcast. Um, talking about the pregnancy stuff, I had a couple of people on my Really Riley podcast Instagram ask me if I was pregnant because in the last podcast where I did the relationship quiz with Marshall, we were talking about like what's their favorite ice cream flavor and he didn't know mine. And it's fucking Java Chip from Safeway because they're the best. Like, oh my God, their signature farms or signature select brand. So good. The chips are just thick enough. The coffee flavor is just coffee enough. Just, mwah. but it was my favorite thing. I was, this is why I was saying it was, you know, I was surprised he didn't know it. It was my favorite thing to eat when I was pregnant. That was like one of my biggest cravings um, for sweets. And one day him and Lyric like finished it off and I, I had a pregnancy meltdown over that. So he came home with it the other day and I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, and I posted it on my Instagram and I was like, oh, pregnancy cravings. You're like, what are you pregnant? I was like, no, we are done. It's locked up. Bye-bye. No more babies. I'm just going to enjoy the little cutie patooties that I have right now. But anywho, Zabies, I hope you guys have a really great weekend. I also hope that you guys sign up for the Vision Board event. It's like 50% sold out right now. Still got some space, but the closer I get to it, the more I start coming up with these ideas that I'm very excited to share with you guys. And I also am doing a raffle this time where you don't have to spend any more money on it. Just everybody that comes is entered into the raffle. I'm putting in some new glassware in there. And I'm also going to put in, oh, I'm so excited about this. Like the trinket trays that I've been doing. I'm going to put one in there. You can check out House of W by Riley, um, my crystal intention candle page, if you want to see some examples of the magic that I've been creating with my own two little hands. But I'm going to put one of the concrete candles in there. It's like, it's going to be like, mm, probably like a $150 basket. So I really hope you guys sign up because this has just been my favorite thing and my favorite way to connect with you guys besides here. So 
Love you longest. Um, hit me up if you have any questions, comments, concerns. If you want to know more about the Vision Board event, if you haven't asked Riley, if you have a show me the ring. If we haven't done one of those in a while, somebody needs to get engaged. I need to see some some jewelry. Um, really, Riley Podcast at gmail.com. The tech line is 410-604-8895. Um, Instagram, House of W by Riley. Really, Riley Podcast and Riley Couture. Love you guys longest. Have a great weekend and stay safe in the storms. Please, friends. Like, I didn't realize it was going to be this bad, but apparently it's, it's you know, going to be very wet. <laughs> Love you guys. Thanks for listening. It's really Riley.